Aloha guys, this is Jason from Hawaii. We're here at the amazing Comic-Con Aloha. This is the third day and I'm here with artist Ryan Kincaid. Ryan, welcome to the islands. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, Ryan, I, I just want to know what's your origin story? Uh, so, I grew up a non-athletic dude like you know, most artists are. Um, I used to go to my brother's baseball games all the time. Kickstarter for a comic that I created called Persuasion, and it was an idea I had probably about 10 years ago that I just wanted to try. Um, and it took 10 years to finally get the, the courage and the ability to create something like your own. Uh, before Kickstarter's too financially hard for that, you know, especially this I'm going to try to be the artist, I'm going to try to be the writer, I'm going to be the editor, 
in the publisher. It's worked out. I've got five issues written. We're going to launch the second Kickstarter sometime this year. Uh -huh. uh, I've got a lot of great artists lined up to do. Darren Chu's going to do a cover for me. Uh, the first one, you know, we had John Boy Myers, Elias Jesudis, Mike DeBalfo, Rob Michaels was on it. So it was really cool to be able to go from doing covers for all these great publishers to creating something that you, know, you have a lot of heart and soul into. It was very fun stuff to do. And where can, where can our listeners, actually, let me take a step back. Now, what is persuasion about? So persuasion is essentially about a, a kid named Christopher. Uh, it's, it's said in the future where we, mankind has destroyed the earth. Well, not really post-apocalyptic, but greed has set in, you know, religion, everything is destroyed and all. And it's almost like judgment, everything is in these big mega cities. Uh, but the difference is, there's no normal people. Or there's a small percentage of humans. Everybody is a superpower. And persuasion is about this kid, Chris, who was born outside of the system, who has no direct path. You know, in this world, you're born, they think you're good. You're born, they think you're bad. That's where you're going. Where he was born, he doesn't have a path set for him. He's also, you know, as the story progresses, he's almost like the chosen one. Okay. Both sides, good and bad, they need this kid to, you know, to take over, to have the divine power. Um, so it's literally like they're trying to persuade him to join their side. But it's a morally strong storyline because he was raised in the orphanage of the last house of God. There's no churches except for this place called the Earth. So as a kid, you grow up, no one loves you enough to keep you. But you're also raised by the church, so which way do you go? you got a lot of anger to raise to nobody. So you kind of follow him with this way of what, what's going to happen to Christopher. Yeah. And then um, I know you said you're going to, uh, where can people find, you know, um, uh, persuasion? Uh, you can follow me on social media. Everything's under Ryan MKK. Um, or you can go to RyanMKK.com and it'll link you to it. Mm -hmm. And there's always ways to get it. I have an online store that will have all the issues that I've done. Oh, okay. Persuasion, uh, stab me ever after, all the cool covers that I've that's pretty cool. And I checked out the website too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. You have Stabity After. Um, Stabity Ever After. That's right. Yeah, Stabity Ever After is an offshoot of the Scout Comics book, Stabity Bunny. We took him a little step further and brought this little cute stuff bunny to life. So now he's basically like a Michael Myers bunny <laughs> that doesn't talk, but feels this knife yeah. and have it through fairy tale lands. Uh -huh. like, Fights wizards and yeah. unicorns. And now the late, latest issue, he was in Wonderland. Yeah. He gets to battle the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool, Ryan. I'm gonna start wrapping up. Um, your next convention appearance. Um, I am. I'm all over the place in the country. Uh, the next ones you can find me at is C2E2 uh -huh. Emerald City, WonderCon, of course, amazing Las Vegas Comic Con. Um, just about any major convention in the country, I'll probably make an appearance too. And one more question about convention. What was your best moment at a convention? Uh, the best moment I've had at a convention, it, it's kind of hard to choose from besides you get to meet some of the guys that you idols yes. that are that your friends. Uh, coming to the island for the very first time was like probably the biggest wow factor. Uh -huh. Not only are you a you know, Hawaiian 
guys are like the robot spirits bring, you know. I, we've never been treated the way we are when we come here. And it's just an amazing experience for life. Holy cow. <laughs> endless supply of nice, endless supply of food. Yes. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much for your time. Awesome. Thank you for coming by. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha guys, this is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here at the amazing Comic-Con and this is day number three and I'm here with artist Sam De La Rosa. Sam, welcome to the islands. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Beautiful place. Thank you, Sam. Now, Sam, you've been in the, you've been in the comic book business since 1982. How did you get your break into comics? Uh, well, I, I always wanted to uh, break into comics. I started drawing when I was a little kid like everybody else. Comics um, was uh, the main thing I always wanted to do. I saw superheroes, I saw their colorful costumes, their powers, mm -hmm. and that's what I worked towards. Um, in the 70s, I submitted samples to the company since 1972. Uh, I was able to get uh, a, a couple of pages of work at Charlton Comics in 1975, I believe, but it wasn't until 1982 with the help of uh, you know, um, uh, artists like uh, Rich Buckler yeah. that uh, I got work at DC Comics and then later with the help of Bob Layton I got work at Marvel Comics. I'm sorry, I'm going to go back. I'm going a little off the cuff. Charlton Comics, do you remember which, um, what series? Um, it was a war book. It's, huh? it's on my uh, website in my credits list so people can always, you know, uh, search it there. Okay. I'm going to ask, um, since you mentioned your website, um, where can people find you? SamDelarosa.com, and then I'm also on Facebook, artist Sam Delarosa. Don't skip any spaces in that long word, and you'll come up to my page. All right, I'm going to continue on, Sam. I'm, you know, looking at your table. I mean, you have, you have an incredible line of work. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, over your great career, and there's two things I'm really looking at. One is the Predator, the first mini series. Do you remember how that came about? Yeah, you know, I was at a comic convention and uh, an artist that was working on Predator for Dark Horse uh, comic books liked the stuff that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And um, when the project uh, opened up, uh, uh, he got Dark Horse to, you know, include me on, on the project. I was supposed to do four issues, but uh, because of uh, uh, deadlines, I was only able to do the first and second ever Predator comic books. You know, because I'm going to say, because I remember that miniseries and I'm... I'm not. I'm not just saying this because I'm here in front of you, but I've always remembered the first. I love the first two issues. Yeah, you know, it, it had uh, um, a character that was the brother of uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger character in in the movies. So that was a, a great tie-in, and uh, it was very successful. It sold out. It went into a second printing. Mm -hmm. It's been published in many formats mm -hmm. uh, since then. Yeah. And then the second um, series that's everyone's going to remember you for is Venom Lethal Protector. Yeah, you know, I, I've been working uh, for Marvel since 1982 and in um, 1992 uh, Venom had gotten very popular. They wanted to uh, bring him out in his own series. Uh, they asked me if um, uh, I could al also be involved, uh, but they said that it won't come out for about half a year but you can't say anything about it. So from the time I was told 
to the time the book premiered, it was half a year, and I just couldn't tell people anything uh, about the project. Some people guessed, because mm -hmm. uh, I would say, yeah, it's a Spider-Man related project. So uh, a lot of people uh, guessed that it was Venom because uh, everybody wanted uh, him to get his own book. And then last year, you were at the Great American Comic Con. Can you tell us a little bit more about that experience? Yeah, that's the first time that uh, uh, the, uh, all the the uh, people involved in Venom Lethal Protector had been in one show together. We've never been at one show altogether. I may have been with one or another person, mm -hmm. but this was the first time there were four of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, people uh, really came out to support us and the show. So, and because I'm hoping to one day go to the Great American Comic Con. How was that convention? Uh, it's a, a, a family-friendly convention, uh, artist-driven convention. Um, uh, they have uh, the most popular artists uh, mm -hmm. around, and uh, I highly re recommend it. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, I'm going to keep continuing on. Um, do you have any more um, upcoming um, convention appearances? I do about 36 conventions a year, so I always have upcoming convention appearances. Um, the next two I do know, but past that, uh, I don't remember. But it's on my website, but I can say that right now, next weekend, I'll be in Chicago for about a week for C2E2. Yes. And uh, once I come back, I'll be home for one day, then I leave for another week to Dubai, Dubai Comic Con. Mm -hmm. And then I'm, I'm just asking, um, are you going to make an appearance at the Amazing Comic Con Las Vegas? You know, I was just asked just a few hours ago by the promoter to be a guest there. Uh -huh. So, yep, I'll be there. So, in other words, I'm doing breaking news right now, right? <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> Nobody knows. You're the first one. Thank you very much, Sam. And then one la um, two more questions. How do you like Hawaii so far? Uh, I don't know of anybody who would not say anything but positive things about Hawaii. The people are very friendly. They're courteous. Uh, you know, you got the, uh, just uh, a, a great, great island. I've only been to this island. I'm sure the rest are the same, but uh, it's been fantastic. Any? Oh, wait. Actually, I want to go off the cuff. I'm going to ask you one thing. Are we feeding you here well here at the convention? Oh. My goodness, yes, there's so much good food here. So, yeah, I've eaten barbecue this and barbecue that and uh, just uh, uh, a wide variety of uh, foods that I, I, I don't know their names. I can't remember their name, but they're very tasty. <laughs> Any last words to our fans? I, I, I really appreciate the support here in Hawaii. I'm glad to be here. I hope I can make it uh, back again. There's talk that uh, another convention may bring me back to the islands. So if you know of conventions here in the island, mention my name to them and tell them that you want me back. Sam, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. I, I really appreciate your interest in me and my work. Thank you very much. Oh, and social platform. Again, where can people Yes, uh, samdelarosa.com and especially Facebook, uh, the uh, uh, under artist, artist, <clears throat> artist Sam Delarosa. <laughs> Thank you again, Sam. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. We are day three at the amazing Comic-Con Aloha, and I'm here interviewing Beth Sotelo. Beth, welcome to the island. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so glad you found me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beth. And Beth, before we continue on, I just want to say thank you very much. Because, 
yesterday we talked a little bit. Thank you for listening to you know the podcast that I sent you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. You sent all these helpful links, and I really appreciate the the work you do and finding you know comic people here to tell their story. Thank you very much. And I'm going to ask you know, like you know how how has the convention been so far for you guys? It's been really good. This is it. You don't have to twist our arm to come out to Hawaii. And they always treat us really well here, both the fans and the convention promoters. So we're always happy to come out. Oh, that's great. And then I'm going to ask, um, now correct me if I'm wrong, have you guys been to the other amazing Comic-Cons here in Hawaii? Not here in Hawaii. This is um, maybe our, our fourth trip to this particular convention, but we came out, uh, our first trips to Hawaii in general were like in 2002 and 2004. Um, there's a jelly comic book shop. Yes. Like, oh, that, oh, yeah. Way back in the day, uh, we came out with the Aspen crew with Michael Turner and Frank and Peter, and we had like the most amazing trip out here. Nothing will top those first two trips out here, so we kind of fell in instant love with the, with the uh, island. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to continue on because I know we're on the floor. It's a little busy. Um, how did, you know, um, can you give our listeners like your origin story? How did you, you know, how did you get into comics, you know, like reading and so forth? And how did you, you know, and then working in comics? Well, it's a, a little bit of a windy path. My my first love is traditional animation. So that's kind of what my focus was in, in high school and, and graduating high school and taking classes, you know, after that. So the, the problem was that was in the late 90s and animation was starting to turn into uh, CG animation and I didn't really have uh, an interest in that particularly. So I tried, as I was trying to find another avenue to commit my artwork to, um, I kind of stumbled into comics. Uh Um, My husband or boyfriend at the time was showing me this, uh, these new books called Fathom and uh, Danger Girl. So I, I really, I had no idea that this stuff existed. And when he showed me, and he showed me the coloring process and all that, I'm like, oh, I, I can do this. And I was so, I had, I was overconfident. I thought I can pick this up in a minute. I'll be uh-huh. coloring this book in no time. So it took like ten short years later, and I was actually coloring Fathom. So. It was in, I started in Top Cow in 2002 um, in their production department organizing CDs. Uh-huh. And uh, so I would wait tables at Chili's Monrovia in the day. And then alternating days, I'd go into Top Cow. And at night, I'd stay over to try to help the guys with fill-in pages. And then it went from fill-in pages to like a, a, a short story or a fill-in issue or something mm-hmm. like that. So I kind of baby-stepped my way into finally coloring my own book. Oh, that's pretty good. And then when when did you start like start doing all that stuff like coloring books and the colorings and so forth oh when did I start coloring yeah. that was well I think my my first book was maybe in 2003 the one that I colored from beginning to end and it was over Eric Basildua at Top Cow um, Magdalena so that was a, a, a long time ago, but that was probably the beginning of it. So I did that. Uh, I'm still coloring um, comics. Right now I'm doing Joe Benitez's Lady Mechanica. Oh, okay. So, and he has a great schedule because uh, he, he does this amazing detailed work, and the books, they don't, they're not on an exactly a monthly schedule, yeah. so it gives me plenty of time to do the stuff that I like to do, yeah. which is get back into my artwork. Uh-huh. So I saw this opportunity to really devote that extra time into doing my own uh, book, Grump. Yeah. I'm writing it. Uh, I did all the illustration, 
And I think the only thing I didn't do was the lettering and the actual printing of the book. And I kind of started naively, you know, not knowing the work that I was putting ahead of me. Uh -huh. So I, it was kind of a good thing because it really uh, just taught me, you know, you put one foot in front of the other and just take little bites at a time and after you know you'll be finished eventually just keep going yeah. so now I have my very own 60-page uh, graphic novel that I'm pretty happy about and then can you explain to the listeners what is Grump about well Grump is the youngest curmudgeon you'll ever meet he's this nine-year-old reclusive kid he has no friends so the story is about the unusual circumstances it takes for him to finally meet some neighborhood kids so uh, the whole series will be about the hijinks they get into, but it's basically a story about this this little quiet kid grump trying to find himself. That's pretty cool because when I was reading about it last night, it's kind of like a nice little metaphor story of kids just trying to fit in. I, I could be exactly. wrong. You are absolutely right. Yeah, it's uh, all th the, the kids that he eventually meets, they, they all are missing something in their life. And the book doesn't dwell on that. It's mostly about the, the fun that they have. But if you pay attention, you'll kind of see how they, they learn and grow as little human beings. And, and they make e each other's life a lot better. And then where can listeners find um, Grump? Um, BethSotelo.com. So I'm opening up a couple of stores, a Facebook store and an Amazon store, and I'll have the book and some little uh, acrylic key rings and things coming out there. So yeah, BethSotelo.com is a pretty good place to start. And then where else can people find you on social media? Social media on uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's at MidiMew.com. That's M-I-D-I-M-E-W. It's actually... Um, it's uh, my husband used to have a stuttering cat <laughs> and he used to make this sound mini mew <laughs> so somehow for some reason that stuck so that's my social media handle I gotta say that's pretty cute that really is I love it yeah I, you know it stuck I stuck with it it works <laughs> um, I'm gonna continue on um, what is your next um, what's your what's your um, what what are your the next few conventions you guys are going to be going to the next ones are, um, we have uh, Emerald City Comic Con and WonderCon in Anaheim. Emerald City, well, that's, you know, Seattle. Um, and in Anaheim, uh, San Diego Comic Con is, like, right in our backyard. We're from San Diego, so that's, like, a 16-minute lift drive. So that's, it's, like, this behemoth of a convention that we were lucky to have in our backyard. Pretty cool. Um, and speaking about conventions, what was your favorite can you tell me what was your favorite um, convention um, moment? You know, one of the, the most memorable one for me, for whatever reason, is uh, one of the first conventions I went to. It was, I think it was in 96, actually. And Travis Charest was there. Uh -huh. And uh, I have a picture of me posing with him. And he has this kind of worried, confused look on his face. But I'm happy <laughs> to be there. But the, the notable thing is how empty everything is. It's this artist alley where you can just see all the way down the convention hall. And uh -huh. it's such a different experience than it is now. Uh -huh. So it, it's, it's really, it was fun to see the convention grow over uh -huh. over those years now before we start i know you um you guys said you guys been to hawaii about six times correct something, something like yeah. that enough to kind of lost count so that's that's privileged <laughs> i'm really happy about it <laughs> how do you guys like the islands on this um during this trip to amazing how, how do i like this particular trip out yeah it's it's always fantastic there's even when it rains it's beautiful so it's mm -hmm. like there's I don't really have any complaints we missed the hurricane year yeah. 
so we can't we can't even complain about that we were able to transfer our airline miles over it's just always a super pleasant experience everything's easy to get to um, everywhere you look there's this like beautiful mountain on one side a beautiful ocean on the other it's just you can't lose I'm going a little bit off the cuff are we feeding you guys well here at the convention funny you should mention like every year we come the first couple of people just fill our bags with all these treats like malasadas uh-huh. um, I've got these cookie like coffee flavored cookies uh-huh. just uh, macadamia nut uh, caramel corn my bag is full and I couldn't be happier <laughs> all right so can we have a little fun of course okay I'm gonna ask you one question there's only a correct answer but yeah it's a multiple choice it's either one or the other what would you prefer spam or poi I think spam. I can imagine spam in more things, and I like the sweet, salty kind of nature of it. So, but if it was the kind of thing where you have to pick one thing to eat forever, uh-huh. I think I would go with the spam just because I'll I'll throw that into more things. Beth, I'm sorry, that was the wrong answer. Oh, the correct no. answer was poi. Ah. So you guys lost out to a free trip to Maui. I'm oh, sorry, all no. expenses paid. I'm sorry. I'll get it next time. But, <laughs> but in consolation, you get 100 percent. Pure Kona coffee, not the ten percent, the one hundred. No, I'm not. No, I'm not joking. Because I'm gonna say because you, you and another artist were the first two that emailed me back right away. Oh, good. Yes. So it's just yeah, it's just to say thank you. You know, I actually love coffee, and we always like hit the expensive places and the cheap places to see what we can find here. And this is a fantastic gift, actually. So thank you. No, you're welcome. Um. Any last words to our listeners? Well, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope that you check out Grump at bestotello.com. Uh, it's a really it's a labor of love, and I'm going to be happy to make to start making more issues in the future. Beth, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Until next time, guys. Aloha. Three, two, one. Aloha, guys. This is Jason from Hawaii. I'm here, this is the third day of the convention, and I'm here with artist Joe Gomez. Joe, wel- actually, welcome back to the islands. <laughs> oh, thanks so much. I uh, really enjoyed it, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, now, Joe, I'm just going to ask you, what is your origin story? Uh, my origin story, uh, I first got my start at Top Cow Productions as a uh, background assistant. It wasn't really an unofficial title. It was just me kind of helping out guys who were you know, running late on their pages or whatever. Um, and I used that opportunity to just kind of present my work to them and get pointers and uh, just kind of get better at my craft. And uh, I just kind of kept building on that. And uh, I went from starting at Top Cow to uh, doing assist work at Aspen Comics. Uh, and that's, that kind of led me to Wildstorm Productions, which was a, a division of DC Comics. Uh, and so I was there for a little bit. And now I currently work at uh, Coffin Comics. Can you tell us a little bit more what um, coffee comics, right? What coffee. is co- oh, coffee. yeah? I'm sorry, coffee. Coffin yeah, comics. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, at coffin comics. Uh, coffin comics is uh, created by Brian Polito. Uh, he created Lady Death back in the '90s and uh, Evil Ernie, and so Coffin Comics is his newest kind of venture into the comics uh, market, and uh, he does Lady Death at that kind of uh, or he publishes Lady Death as well as La Muerta, which is the book I work on. Uh, he has a couple other series in the works there as well. 
But La Muerta specifically is the book I've been working on the, the, in the time I've been there. And uh, La Muerta is basically the story of Maria Diaz, who is a former Afghan war veteran uh, who comes home from a tour of duty and while visiting with her family is uh, gunned down by a local drug cartel. Uh, Maria survives this uh, crazy incident and the spirit of Santa Muerte uh, visits her and kind of uh, imbues her with the power uh, to uh, uh, avenge the fallen and uh, uh, help the downtrodden. And Santa Muerte is actually a, uh, spirit, uh, a spirit entity from Mexican culture. Like a kind of a saint death is what she is. So. And then correct me if I'm wrong, uh, um, you're the artist on it. Are you also writing it as well? Um, currently, I recently uh, finished up the last chapter, which was chapter six. I was just the artist, but uh, for chapter seven of La Muerta, which should be we should be starting uh, soon this year, uh, I will be helping co-write the book with Mike McLean. And uh, La Muerta was originally created and written by Mike McLean and the uh, co-creator Brian Polito, uh, but Brian has kind of uh, allowed me to help Mike in the later chapters. Uh, but a really cool character. I enjoy being able to work on it with them and. Uh, it's a really cool concept they came up with. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, we can find these comics at any comic shop, or where else can we find them? Actually, uh, the best uh, way to find La Muerta would be at LadyDeathStore.com. Okay. Uh, Brian has a really strong fan base, and he really uh, knows how to just get the books out to them. He does do the retail thing through Diamond and such, but first and foremost, he kind of tries to skip the middleman and get right to the readers. Uh, and to do that, sometimes, or usually he, what he does is he uh, has Kickstarters to promote the book. Um, and the incentives and the way he goes about uh, putting these Kickstarters together is just such a unique and uh, interesting way to get a comic. It's much more of a boutique experience than it would be than buying the comic at a comic book store. Mm -hmm. It is available at a comic book store. You know, you find your favorite local store. But uh, for the most part... Uh, it's such an interesting transaction, uh, getting to deal directly with the publisher the way Brian has done it. It's such a unique process, and as a reader or fan, you get so much more out of the interaction, and uh, it's just a fun experience overall. All right. And then where can fans follow you on social media? Ah, on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Joel Gomez Art, uh, and on Twitter, you can find me at Joel G. And your next comic um, convention appearance? Uh, my next appearance will be at Emerald City Comic Con. Uh, Beth and I will be promoting uh, our books there. And then we'll also be at uh, WonderCon. And uh, we also have Ont Ontario, which is Comic Con Revolution Ontario. So there's three of the upcoming shows we'll be attending uh, this year. And then, um, what was your favorite convention experience? My favorite convention experience, hmm, I don't know, I guess it, it just varies, it just depends. Each convention is unique in its own way. It's usually, it sounds corny, but the last convention experience. Uh, only meaning that it gives me a tally of how things are going and where things are going. Yeah. New fans I've met, yeah. other co-creators co that I've met at the shows, and so getting the opportunity to just meet and you know greet so many fans and fellow creators is always neat and just the fact that I get to do it on a regular it's just it's a it's an overall fun thing it's pretty nice it's kind of like a nice sort of like a class reunion type thing huh uh, it's, it's like a community we're like a traveling circus and a lot of times you see this a lot of the same performers at different towns and so it's kind of like a, a, a unique community and we kind of look out for our own you know and uh 
it's uh, like I said, yeah, it's a traveling circus, and it's uh, all all of us aspiring to to you know get our stories and characters out to the readers and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. A um, couple more questions because I'm wrapping this up. Again, are we feeding you and Beth well? <laughs> Always, always, always. I, I love everything here about the islands. It's so much fun. Um, the hospitality is great, and uh, that's one of the things that we enjoy uh, is the food and the and the lifestyle that people have in different places. It's just the textures of life that make it fun. Uh, and we go back home. We can always think back on those things, and uh, it's just a pleasant thing. Um, any last words to our fans? Thanks so much for supporting, uh, you know, the, the Comic-Con Aloha that we keep attending out here. It's a great turnout. People are always so nice. It's one of the main reasons we always try to come back. And I'm sorry I'm kind of throwing this out at the last minute. When you guys do come back to the next amazing one, can I do a follow-up interview with you guys? Oh, of course, man. Absolutely. That'd be great. We could compare notes to the last one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Joel, thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jason. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Until next time, guys. Aloha.